0: Hello, you're listening to the Sunday Show Tunes podcast. I'm Paul. And I'm Maureen. Coming up on today's episode, we'll be chatting with the original baker himself, Chip Zion. Chip Zion is best known for creating the iconic role of the baker in the original Broadway production of Into the Woods by Stephen Sondheim. He has appeared in all the Marvin Story musicals by William Finn, playing Marvin in In Trousers, and Mendel in March of the Falsettos, Falsetto Land, and falsettos we are thrilled that chip is with us now hi how are you
1: i am I'm, I'm fine i'm glad to be here fine, we, finally we, <laughs> we are <laughs> we thrilled. talked about this about two years ago I so we are hear.
0: overjoyed it's it's worth the wait though surely you know it's two years in the making well let's make it worth the wait so <laughs> well,
1: now i'm uh, now i'm uh, under a lot of pressure but let, let's 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 try let's see what happens <laughs> yeah dive in let's do it okay
0: yeah. we're gonna start at the very beginning can you just tell us your first musical theater influence
1: uh well let's see i i uh, my sister my 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 sister got a record of oklahoma uh for her birthday i was maybe nine and she was probably 13 or maybe i was eight and she was 12 doesn't matter uh she couldn't have cared less about the record and for some reason I listened to Oklahoma, this recording, an LP in our brand new stereo system. This, this is the 50s. <laughs> and I learned every single lyric and song of Oklahoma. And that was uh, like a, a, an amazing, that was my most mm-hmm. important experience of my youth. And then my mom started dragging me around to auditions. Now, the thing about it was, is that I grew up in Milwaukee. So there weren't really that many. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been to really? Milwaukee? Who's no been to way. Milwaukee? Come
0: <laughs> on.
1: So. There's no so, hockey on ice with musicals. No. No, no. Well, I we did learn how to skate on those on those uh, racer long blade things. Okay. Uh, that's actually it. when we had recess in grade school. That's how we learned how to skate. Um, but but anyway, mom dragged me around, and and then there was an audition for South Pacific. And uh, I, I got I, I got typecast as the young Polynesian boy singing "Dites-moi pourquoi" at the <laughs> at, at, at the um, at, at Melody Circus, which was a, a, an outdoor theater at that time in Milwaukee. Uh, with professional, you know, the actors came in from New York, and I was the kid. And uh, a great experience. And you know, I remember just thinking, "This is a, this musical thing's a snap. I can do this." But for some reason I could always sing. And I also then did a lot of oratorios and operas. I was the little boy soprano. Then I think I mentioned to you when we were up at the Barrington stage that I, I, um, I played all the famous uh, women's roles at the, at the camp I went to in Hayward, Wisconsin, Camp North Star at Hayward, Wisconsin. I, North I, played, Star. I was Lola in Damn Yankees. I was Eliza in My Fair Lady. And I, I still use that accent when called upon to do a Cockney accent. And, uh, <laughs> everyone <laughs> needs it's that good. yeah Everybody, it, it, I pull it out e- even if even if it's just um you know it doesn't matter I used it in Les Mis <laughs> let's have a bit <laughs> of it now
0: let's let's have an Eliza yeah. line
1: I, well let's see like uh you know uh, um uh, on a wonderful day like to die
0: <laughs> you sound like Tommy Steele
1: <laughs> yeah well that you know I pulled out these, <laughs> that you know so so um So that was it. I I was a kid and I was in, I did musicals. I was, I, I, I locally. And then eventually I made my way to New York. That's a whole nother, a whole nother Mm. story. Should I keep going? (laughs) uh, You know, As as we're traveling down the road to New York, which, um, you know, how was it that you got your first agent? Well, so what happened was is that I, I, I had a stepsister when I, by the time I was, I graduated college, I went, I went to the University of Pennsylvania, by the time I graduated.
0: So you were kind I, of slow, which is sad.
1: What? I, well, I
0: know. At, I mean, University of Pennsylvania, I just, you know, was at UPenn, you know. Well, yeah,
1: well, the, well at UPenn there was, <laughs> at, at Penn there was a, a group there called the Mask and Wig Club, which is this really old tradition bound all male sort of dramatic society comedy. You know, society. And, um, so I was in that for four years. I was the, uh, first Jewish chairman eventually, uh, which is very, very, uh, oh, I, yes, thank you. Thank you. Um, uh, cause they sometimes didn't allow people of my lodge hall into that organization in the early years. So, um, uh, I was interested in acting anyway. I graduated college. I went back to Milwaukee. Vietnam was in the way, uh, I didn't, I was going to go to law school, but I didn't have a deferment for um, oh, right. uh, for law school. I couldn't get one. So I ended up teaching school for a year. Then my sister, my stepsister had a theater in Chicago with a bunch of kids from the University of Wisconsin in the s- suburbs of Chicago. Somebody got sick and she asked me to join and I joined. And then what happened was I'm I'm, I'm getting to your question, which I Believe me, <laughs> which I now, which I now have officially lost. But but what happened is, it, we, we the theater. We came back on a Sunday night, and the theater had burned to the ground. It was a, a place oh called God. the Chateau Louise, and we stood in the parking lot and watched. Basically, we were living on top of the theater, and everything we owned, all our clothes. Oh my our, goodness! Our, our LPs still at that time, and our oh. walk. You know, everything uh, burned to the ground, and. Uh, then we stood in the parking lot and said, well, what do we do now? And between us, we had like two cars. One car was going to New York. Uh, one car was going to Los Angeles. And I got in the car that went to New York, mainly because I had gone to school out east and most of my friends were yeah. now in, in New York. So I, could, I knew I could borrow a couch if I needed to, exactly, which, which I did. <laughs> That's how I got to New York. And then, uh, you know, I, I got work. I was very lucky. Because I got work almost instantly because the the guy the couch that I borrowed the guy who owned that apartment my pal from Penn he was dating a woman who was an agent and she looked at me and he said you know I, this, he wants to be an actor it's ridiculous he should be going to law school and she she asked me she asked me what um, what did my family do back in Milwaukee and I said well my dad this is true my dad was a plumbing contractor with his brothers we had big plumbing companies, iron plumbing and heating. And uh, so <laughs> she said, well, my advice to you is to get right back there and go to work for your dad. <laughs> but, then the next, <laughs> but then the next day, the next day she sent me, uh, I had two auditions, oddly one for a planter's peanut commercial. I mean, she was just doing for those. yeah. And I got, I got a commercial for planter's peanuts. And then the next day I crashed an audition for um you're a good man charlie brown and i got the job and <laughs> so clearly <laughs> sticking with the whole peanut theme yeah no I, I, I really think about that all the time there was a whole peanut connection and when i when i got the peanut commercial and then was auditioning for charlie brown i said you know i'm probably gonna get this because it's it's there's uh, it's, it's, it's all about peanuts you know. <laughs> he, and, and, he and the other thing the other thing about that just just quickly too is that I had that was my first Time ever, I it was the audition was at the Booth Theater in New York, and I'd never been on oh a my gosh. Broadway stage, so like it was the coolest thing to walk in the stage door. I sang the song, my audition song. I sang it sideways because I thought the person playing the piano, who was on stage with me, was testing me. So I sang the my audition song <laughs> sideways, and uh, Joe Hardy, who was a really good director uh, for quite a long time, won a Tony Award for Child's Play. Walked out of the dark of the theater. And uh, he said, I don't know what you're doing. You're facing the wrong direction. (laughs) And he said, so here's a script. uh, I'd like you to read for the part of Snoopy. And I got uh, that's how I got the job.
0: You mentioned a little earlier on there that you could have got in a car and gone one way or the other way. So you kind of ended up by chance there. I'm also fascinated that you kind of ended up um, meeting William Finn through chance because you were going to get on a plane and fly somewhere.
1: Yeah, that's 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 a true story. I I was um, I, I was getting frustrated. So I started out and I got work right away. And then all of a sudden in the later 70s, like 78, 77, 78, things got slow. And I thought, no, darn it. I'm going to go to L.A. I'm going to L.A. And I'm going to try to, um, you know, get a TV pilot or a show or something. And um, I tell the story. I keep, uh, you know, telling that what really happened was that I I got I got in the cab, went to JFK. And when I walked up to get to the desk, in and, and these days, you still had to actually go up to a desk mm-hmm. and talk to somebody. <laughs> there were no machines. There was no the-
0: machines. Yeah. You know,
1: so I, so um, she said, oh yeah, uh, Mr. Zine, we have a note for you. Uh, and it was from my agent and, and the note was call me right away before you get on the plane. And so, you know, without going into the, um, you know, into the gates, I, I just, I went to a phone call my agent. And he said, you know, there's this really cool show called in trousers and it's, you know, it's a great new sound. And this, this young composer is supposed to be kind of brilliant and, you might. What would be the chance that I could convince you to turn around, get back in the cab, and go home for just another day? and At least listen to the tape, cassette tape. And uh, I did, and I, I went back home and I listened to the tape, and I thought, like, I love this. Mm-hmm. I just love this, and that that changed my life. And it was very weird because mm-hmm. I don't know if it, if that would have worked. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I could have just been in L.A. and never have been heard from again.
0: <laughs> Something really new and exciting to be involved in as well. I mean, that's a sound and a piece well, of theater history.
1: Well, it was crazy because, first of all, I love it and I love in trousers. Billy has, ish, uh, Will, Mr. Finn, William has, he it, has it, issues. It, he has issues with it. He thinks it's sloppy and not. Oh, you see, know. I love it. And the, the fact is, I, you know, I, I love it. Alison Fraser, we, the, it, the rawness of it and this immediacy of the material and the weird imagination <clears> of it was it was just fantastic. And I thought I can't this is like and, and you know, to this day it's it's obvious. it's clearly one of the, you know, most important things I've ever done and, and but I also love it so much that I, I can't imagine. Uh, how lucky I was to, to get that part Billy it turns out had seen me I was doing moon children in Boston oh yeah uh, at the Charles Street Playhouse mm-hmm. and uh, oddly Bill Finn was there opening night and I didn't know him and when I walked in the room to audition for him for in trousers he said to me he said wait a minute wait a minute that voice his voice he said were you did you like were you in moon children at the Charles Street Playhouse at he said, "Because I was there when it opened." And I, he said, "That that was you, I think." I, and it was that. That so that also amazing, amazing.
0: amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. We need to fast forward. We yes. we are okay. not yes. going to so, have enough time, sadly. Um, I'm sorry. I'm well, sorry. I'm getting, so three, okay. no, not at all. Do you know can it, what? Chip? You,
1: can we edit? And... Well, no,
0: no. no okay. What we're going to do is we're going to do a longer podcast another time. We're gonna we're gonna run the gauntlet and try and in okay. maybe we're, two we're years' time.
1: Like, let's go faster. I'll just answer yes. So, so here's the thing. Rapid gonna, fire questions. I'm going to go to yes and no answers.
0: Because <laughs> okay. that's that's what our listeners want to hear. So, okay, fast forward. Through um, In Trousers, uh, through the Falsettos, you you met James Lapine. James Lapine connected you with Stephen Sondheim. Stephen Sondheim and Into the Woods. Yeah. An iconic show and an I- iconic role. The baker. Tell us I'm a little bit about the oh. playing oh, wow. the
1: baker in Into the Woods. I mean, you know... An unbelievable, obviously, experience too. And, and just, uh, you know, what happened uh, with that, there were a bunch of us, uh, friends of mine, Michael Rupert was one of them. Uh, there were all these actors and we, we were sort of a group of friends and we were all auditioning for Sweet Charity and also for Into the Woods. I mean, it, it, Merrily We Roll Along, which was gonna go to Los Angeles. Um, so, I was lucky that I got merrily and Rupert, of course, got Sweet Charity and won a Tony Award for it, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but into the so into the woods I was doing I was doing a series, uh, a series that nobody ever saw called shell game I, I was in LA. and. Uh, it, it it aired opposite the Bill Cosby show, and it was dead last in the ratings. I was
0: going to say, forget about it.
1: Dead last. Margot Kidder was the star, and uh, you know, it was it just didn't. It was really unsuccessful. But Lapine, I got a call from Ira Weitzman, and um, he said, you know what? They don't know who to cast as the baker. They want Tom Halls, but they can't get him. This is this is what he did. That's a
0: great start. So <laughs> said, i I've so never your second choice better. at least. Yes, I've never
1: felt better in my life. I, you know. <laughs> he said, So he said, here's the thing. I think Iris said, I think they're gonna hire you. You know, but they want you to fly in and, and audition for them. And he said, But my I think I think if you don't come in and audition, you're gonna get the part anyway. So my advice is, he said, they're so they're so confused about you know the casting that maybe it would be better not to come in and then they kind of would be forced to hire you. <laughs> it's, it's true. So I told the, so the pine called me and he said, Hey, listen, you know, I, you know, with the role of the baker, we'd really like you to play the baker. Steve and I've been talking about it, and, but we, you know, we really need you to see you say the lines and then look at the material. And, and I said, James, I'd give anything to play that part. It's a great part. Mm. I don't, did I tell you that, I done readings of Into the Woods, playing Cinderella's prince. Did you know that?
0: No. No.
1: <laughs> yeah, I initially in, in the very first reading of Into the Woods, I was Cinderella's prince, and I killed. I, I just was just I was just terrific, mm-hmm. and in, in my mind. And Lapine <laughs> <and, and, laughs> came up to me after the show, and I, I thought like he was going to hug me. You know, and he said, hey, "What?" What you, It's just like some Monty Python sketch. Too. Said, there are really serious things in this show. He said, this is not some, some outlandish sketch. So anyway, jump ahead. He, he calls, asked me to come back to audition for The Baker. And I say, no, I'd love to. I'd give anything to play the part, but I'm stuck in this series, which I sort of was, but I could have gotten away for a couple of days. And, um, and then they hired me. And then I, when I got back, the minute I got back to New York, we were off and running in rehearsals already, like they, they had already rehearsed one day, I was one day late for rehearsals, and that was it, and I was friends at that point already with Joanna, and you know, all of a sudden, sometimes writing music, and folding it out on the piano, and he's singing no more, and you know, oh my Paul Gemignani's crying, and you know, it just, the whole thing was just an amazing, it's it just an amazing experience, and we would Joanne and I would drive up. Um, we, we rehearsed at 890 Broadway downtown. Wow. And when we sometimes we'd cab home and we'd drive up 8th Avenue, and, you know, we'd look at that big boot that was outside mm-hmm. the marquee and our names up there and Bernadette, just the whole Bernadette up, you know, it just was it was not an easy birth necessarily. There were <laughs> the, the show was there were a lot of there was a lot of writing and rewriting and
0: but you know it's an iconic show
1: yeah and I got you know I I got to you know I'm in Sondheim's studio in his study and he's setting keys and telling stories about Catherine Hepburn who lives next to him you know it just there's just so much it's just I I look back on all of it Uh, years ago you know when Sondheim was 80 they had that concert at Lincoln Center Mm -hmm. and uh, I can't believe it's it's so long ago but um Mandy Patinkin came off stage well first of all what I came I did a takes two with Joanna and when we came off Mandy was crying and he Mandy Patinkin and he grabbed me and hugged me and then when he came off stage having sung with Bernadette and the light you know that beautiful thing mm-hmm. from, from Sunday in the Park and he's crying I'm crying and, he, and basically he said like you know the two of us were from the Midwest he's from Chicago and yeah, he said yeah. what the hell are we doing here? <laughs> 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 and it was that's the feeling i've had that wonderful feeling of like this is like uh, you know it's a dream I, who would have thought
0: uh, you know singing ditem well we at Sunday are so thrilled that, that that all of those pieces fitted together and you ended up where where you are what a journey we definitely need to revisit this conversation chip zion thank you so much for joining us this afternoon
1: it's just great being with you thank you paul and, and thank you maureen it's just been terrific
0: well, that's it for this episode. Next time, we're catching up with TV and West End star Wendy Peters. If you've enjoyed listening, don't forget to subscribe on your favorite listening platform. I'm Paul. And I'm Maureen. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye.